podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a View from the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 21st of March, 2023. My name is Patrick Smith. You're live on, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. You can also download us as always on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the usual sort of Google Podcasts, all that sort of stuff. You can ask your device to uh, to uh, play a View from the Bridge podcast and it'll do it for you as well. Um, on this week's show, uh, a fraught weekend for the Belfast Giants. They took three out of four points against the Cardiff Devils. Uh, with two weekends and four games left to play, they're still four points ahead of the Guildford Flames, but the title race is far from over just yet, no matter what anybody else says. Um, we'll get to those games very shortly. Uh, Mark Cooper's our guest. He'll be with us on the fan. A little bit of news to discuss. Simon's popped down to training for a chat with a few of the lads. Um, and Sheffield visit on Friday, Manchester on Sunday, and it's the latter's head coach, Matt Ginn, who will join us Manchester later Saturday. Show. Manchester, did I say Manchester? What did I say? Sunday. Did I? Sorry. Everybody's been, saying it, everybody's been saying it all week in the office. It's definitely it's Saturday. Saturday. Friday, Manchester, sorry, Sheffield on Friday. I've even written Saturday on the agenda. Manchester on Saturday. And it's the latter's head coach, Matt Ginn, is going to be joining us for a chat later in the show. Mr. McGimsey, how's it going? I've got to be honest, Paddy, it's been better. Has it? Give people, a bit of a, give people a bit of a laugh. As Of course, as Neil Coach Russell would tell you, I always have cap trouble, but Tonight, the cats have peed on the football kit, boked on the floor, and brought a mouse in. And it looks like there's been a knife fight in the kitchen. So, once the podcast's over, I've got a wee bit of cleaning clean up, up to do. It oh, sounds like guys. this has happened before. It sounds like it's happened before. The, kid, the, the, the cats brought something in before you had to clean up after the podcast. Five cats in the house, so you gotta always, yeah, so, yeah. always clean up after <laughs> one of them. Says, <laughs> how you doing? I'm a lot better than David is, um, but uh, it sounds like he needs a gin. Take a gin, mate. You'll be all right. I'm on that. I'm on that. I'm on the wet night tonight. Very nice indeed. Um, right before we get just briefly before we get cracking into this, and it's something we'll discuss more next week. But uh, voting has opened for the uh, the 2023 Kingdom of the Giants MVP. Drop us an email MVP at kingdomofthegiants.com and put the, uh, who you believe should be the MVP for this season um, in the in the subject header, or just put it in the email generally, and uh, we'll be totting all of those up. I will say there is a standout leader already. We've had about 40 or 50 votes, and I think you know, a standout leader, I'm saying nothing, a standout leader uh, so far, but uh, get those emails coming in, uh, MVP at kingdomofthegiants.com, and we'll come back to this next week. The Belfast Giants took on the Cardiff Devils in two games at the SSE Arena on Saturday. <coughs> um, mixed fortunes with three points for the Belfast Giants. Let's start with Saturday's game. Uh, it was 3-1 for the Giants. The Giants' three goals come from Conway, Cooper and Conway again. Cole Sanford with the only goal 
for the Cardiff Devils. Tyler Beskarowani, 22 shots on, one goal against the other side. Ben Bounds, 34 shots on, three goals against the referee, referees as they were for the entire weekend, Chris Wells and Stefan Hogarth. Um, Davey, I felt that you know there was a lot of nerves per- personally. There were a lot of nerves going this weekend. There were a lot of nerves going into this game, given you know how we how we are set up in the league. In this first game, especially when that first goal goes in from Scott Conway, the nerves start to settle. Absolutely, it's, you know he's been accused of being a bit of a flat track bully, scoring against the wee teams like Cardiff. So you know it was good to see him getting. Another couple of goals, but unbelievable to get his 50th, 51st goals of the season on the weekend there. Well, on, on Saturday night, actually, go on the Sunday game. Remarkable. But um, his numbers have been unbelievable. And, you know, he finds that little bit of space on this first goal. He actually, I don't know when if you can see it from the, the overhead replay that will come up later on on the first goal. He's right in the blue paint. And whenever Steve Ory gets the puck, he just reverses. And he's done it so many times this season. He just reverses in the space where the D-men don't pick him up. Um, the re- the replay go- or the rebound goes up the half well it falls to Steve Ory there and there's you see that just that two or three s- steps it's not even a yep. skate back it's two or three steps gets himself space slams it through the five hole um to put us off there really great start and then obviously it's either the next shift or the shift after that we'll come to Simon in about thirty seconds or something between the goals we'll come down and score the second one and all of a sudden we've tilted the ice and we'll come out that really really strong first period and a bit like what happened to Cardiff or what happened to ourselves on Sunday night kind of dug themselves too big a hole to come back. You know, the Belfast Giants had a grip of the game. Almost happened on Sunday night. Bar, we were able to get back into the game and take it to overtime, get the extra point. Real strong performance. I, I You know, cometh the hour, cometh the man. We've talked about this a whole lot of times during the season, Simon. We talk about it before games and big games. Scott Conway comes to play. Scott Conway comes to play every game, but especially in, you know, your big players have to come and be your big players in the big games and the biggest games of the season. Scott Wake, Conway stands called Mark Cooper is the same. Coops is that guy you depend on for a big goal at a crucial time. And he's done it. That's I think that was two game winning goals in a row for Coops. Um strong in the face-offs. You know, we talk about possession being nine tenths of law. When you've got the puck, you can do things with the puck when you're chasing the puck, it's tiring and went on to Sunday and, and will come on to Sunday and obviously going down bodies and, and making it much harder. But I thought a really strong performance. Once you got, once we got into that strong lead, we're able to manage ice time. We're able to manage the ice in terms of where we allowed them possession and where we sort of, we, we, we sort of took control of the neutral zone, if you like. I thought really, really well. Fort made it hard for them to get into our zone. Best go again for me. Really, really strong performance on Saturday night, and I think we were really, really well worth our worth our two points. I think you know defensively, I thought we were we were pretty much rock solid. But there was a bit of an error, obviously leading to their goals, but once again defensively we were looking good. Yeah, I thought it was a solid performance on Saturday. You've got Davies more or less nailed the whole thing there. To be honest, it's uh, you know Cardiff. We we talk about Cardiff being in fourth place. It doesn't matter if they're in fourth place or not. It's like it's like it's really weird, but it's like a bit of a derby. It's one of those games where. And when the double header we've had for the last five, six, seven years against Cardiff, that you sort of look in your diary and go, right, okay, you know it's around February, March time, and those, those, it doesn't matter what position either team's in, it's going to be two big games. Uh, so you know, for us to come out on the Saturday and get the, uh, the get the win was really, really important, especially you know after two strong games the previous weekend against uh, Sheffield and Manchester away. 
And I thought we I thought we'd actually controlled the whole game. And you know, you talk about the nervousness. I I really wasn't nervous about Saturday no, at all. I know I really wasn't. I thought I'd seen the, the boys out in first gate on Saturday morning. Um I seen the 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 the, the, the coming in for the game on Saturday afternoon. All looked very relaxed, all looked ready to go. Um, and as the game did go on, I actually thought we looked tired, you know, in the third period especially. Um, but to come out with the, the three goals to get the lead and then everybody was disappointed with giving up their goal. Everyone was. Um, you know, and it's, it sort of gives them a bit of momentum leading into the Sunday because when, when you break everything down, we won the first, we won the second period, they won the third. And I'd really give them a big kick for the Sunday game. And I, I think... Again, even even when you're when you're watching that game, the Devils that first line of the Devils is really really good. I mean, Sanford, Cox, and Martin. I think there's something like 180 points this season between them. Uh, they've got more. They've got stronger as the season's gone on. Um, and uh, I, I just thought that, especially the kid Cox and Sanford, the two of them are, are just really really good, and they they know each other's game very similar to Scott Conway and David Goodwin. Um, you know, they, they just command that little bit more respect and maybe you're looking at the second and third lines. But um, overall, again, I thought we really, um, even though the scoreline was only 3-1, I thought we deserved a win. I thought we, we controlled the majority of the game. And uh, as I say, to come out with the two points um, on the Saturday evening was really, really important. I was just laughing there, Simon, when you were saying about Sanford Martin Cox. And I've, I've got it written down in my notes and uh, on the top line in my notes, you know, but how well them three play together, but I, I also like the speed of Petro Nero, you call him? Pietro Nero? Nero. I, I, I murdered that name on Saturday night. <laughs> I've just murdered it third time. Waller, Sanford, the three of them come with real speed, and we've talked over a number of years, the Steve Thornton era, if you like, in Belfast, speed kills. He tries to recruit fast, along with Adam Keith, fast players, and, the, and obviously then at the back end, you've got, you know, Mark Richardson's a, a Rolls Royce back there now. Like, isn't he? Uh, there, there was one play... I think you you noted in the in the uh, commentary where he gets one on one against um, Matt McLeod, McLeod, who has been burning burning D men off, but he just uses his body and he sees the ice yeah. so well and he he creates he makes it too far for McLeod to go and get the puck. But um, the, the what, third what, goal, he, what he did, David. Sorry for interrupting. See when you watch that play with Richardson and McLeod, he's actually telling McLeod where to go to, and McLeod yeah. went. Yeah. You know, if basically McLeod, if you watch that, I think it was maybe two or three times before he actually that I'm pretty sure it might have been the first period on Saturday. It actually might have been the third, but you, you sort of see Richie, you know, pointing. He, he sort of points out to his right hand yeah. side as if to go right. You you have to go that way, and yeah. McLeod just went okay, and he tried to go around the outside, and, and then Richardson just basically rotated his body, gently moved towards the wall. He didn't even hit him; just moved towards the wall and took. He couldn't get through. I think Richardson's one of the best defensemen this elite league has seen on a consistent basis over the last 10 years. If, if not, if not the best, um, I really rate him that highly. And he's, I mean, he's 35, 36 now. He's probably got a couple more years left in him. I think he's absolute quality. Well, it's no no surprise. Like he was mentioned last week by by Neil Francis, and says and, and the amount of effort that he puts into you know, his body and making sure that he's available to play and and what he's able to do. A lot of these lads, the, the the British lads especially, who have put so much effort into do it. You know, it's no surprise that he's been, had that longevity within the elite league. Not at all. I mean, even on uh, and even more so on Sunday, and we'll go on to talk about it in just a second. 
there was a there was a couple of times where he came up with a one, two or three big, big blocks. Um, I mean, just getting in the lane and not letting the puck get through the bounds. He, he did so well. And there was, there was there was one in particular in the second period that if you watch it again, it really hurts him. I mean, it really hurts him. But he just gets up, skates off the ice, and you know, basically refocuses himself to come back on again. I actually think John um uh, John Donovan, uh, who's joined me on Sunday, pointed it out as well. He's it, just absolute quality, and and the Devils. I mean, I, I don't want to say to build a team around him, but um, you know, for for the number, for the amount of time that he spends on the ice. I mean, I don't know what many minutes he had on Saturday. I can't I can't remember, but I mean, it was down. They played four D for the last period on Sunday. Batch and Petrunero very seldom got a look in, um, but uh, he really stood out. I mean, that kid. Uh, Petra and Nero as well. And again, I apologize for murdering his name on Saturday. It was, I thought it was a bit better on Sunday, but Saturday was getting shirt back. A couple of Devils fans, sort of standard, but you could own it. Um, he, uh, <laughs> I thought, uh, he, I mean, he absolutely nailed Grant Cooper twice in the first period. Actually, it was in the same shift. He nailed him. And I mean, it, it hurt Coops. It genuinely did hurt G. But, um, you know, again, luckily went on and, and managed to pick up the three points, which was huge. Yeah, Richardson sort of 23, 24 minutes both nights, you know, so a lot, lot of ice time there eating up. I've, I've just paused this here, Simon. I've actually got two questions for you, but <clears throat> first one, um, I've paused just here as Cons is, is scoring the third goal here about his footwork. There's a goal, I think it's actually, it's a goal on Sunday night. Um, is it the one where McLeod comes down the right wing and plays a bit of pitch and toss with... Um, Donny Niles, he t- who takes it yeah. in his skates and then just drops the pass. The, the like the, the boys playing two touch. This translates onto the ice. All that little two touch and all before the game. We we'll talk about it all the time. But just the footwork from Conway here to get this puck from out of his feet on the stick and over Bounds gloves and a flash. I'm going to press play here and, and let it roll. But the speed at which he can get that puck on the stick with the two little touches and bang and it's gone and Bounds is hasn't even got the glove up. It's in the back of net. So you know. Really nice, quick release from Conway. But you were talking earlier, and the piece there says about we look tired come the third period. You know, like the, the Devils started pouring it on in the third, and and they did take that momentum into into Sunday for sure because they came out flying on Sunday. We have played a lot of hockey. A lot of teams have. Let's let's be honest. We've played a lot of hockey since the first of December. December was a cram month. January was a cram month. We had the Challenge Cup final. All the sort of emotions and all that bring. How much of the tiredness, apart from being beat up bodies, because we talked the other day about being 60-something games into the season now, how much of it's mental as well, just as in you've, you've just been on it now for six months. It's You're getting the dog days, as they were called last year. How, you know, it must be tiring for the boys. It, I actually said this to Mark Garside today, and it's in an interview. Um, yep. So... You can just listen. Yeah. Gary's a lot more better positioned and suited to, than me to answer that question. But just listen to what he has to say about it. Uh, but I mean, when you when you look at the the amount of games we've played, Cardiff have played probably something similar because she they played two mm-hmm. rounds of the of the um, Continental Cup as well. So you know, with this league being the way it is, and and you know, starting in September and then in April, where a lot of teams would a lot of uh, countries would go on to maybe the end of April, early May. We'll just have to suck it up and get on with it. It's um, you know, it's look, we can't complain about it. You know, it's it's been great for us this year. We we've been through a really tough time, October, November time, injuries. I mean, sure, we talked about Ben Lake, you know, being the 
um, the Iron Man of the, the team mm. so far. He was the last man oh, standing who played all games. And then he picked up um, uh, an injury for Saturday and Sunday and obviously missed out. Uh, but it, just it, just to, it's just just to cut across you there, Simon. Just to tell people that there's probably people that don't know the Iron Man sort of lingo, if you like. An Iron Man, somebody that plays every game of the season. And we've had guys. I, I said to Simon, I was the other day. I was going to go away and see if we've ever had a season where we haven't had one. But this season, Ben Lake is the last player that had played every game until the weekend. So we have gone through, and people have mocked us for having whatever it was, 31, 32 players through the through the roster this season. We haven't been able to keep everybody on the ice every night. And that, that tells you about how hard this this is body, mind, and soul on players. Sorry, Sam. No, it, it is. And it, I mean, this, this is a tough, tough sport. You know, don't get me wrong. There's other sports out there, other, you know, rugby and football and what have you. But a lot of the time, you know, even look at like some Manchester United, they're the top teams in Europe. They've got a lot of players which you can switch around. A lot of them don't. You know, they, they sort of play the same 15, 16 players every single week. And, and hockey for me is obviously with being the physicality and the speed of it. And, and you know, at this time of the year, it's literally about 20, mi- 20 minutes, 25 minutes practice. Not much more than that. Um, maybe once a week you get 45 minutes practice if you get a chance to do that. But, you know, the boys were off yesterday. He brought them in today for a recovery day. So they were just, you know, they were using the sauna and the cold tub and a couple of men for a skate. And um, and then tomorrow, we'll, everybody will be on the ice tomorrow. Everybody that's fit will be on the ice tomorrow. So uh, it's it's literally just about resting up, recovering, getting ready for the next game. Um, and, you know, the, the, you know, the, the summer itself, uh, they would rather make sure they get the last game of the season even though they're looking forward to their summer holidays and some teams have already switched off, but uh, where we are right now, they're, you know, we'll, we're concentrated on Friday um, and the Sheffield Sears coming in time. We're, we're chatting to Matt Gunn later. I think his team faced a team that had switched off just on Sunday, but we'll, we'll come to that later. Um, let's hear just the post-game comments from Saturday. Yeah, I thought uh, early on there in the, in the first period, you know, they were coming at us, pretty physical and, and hard and uh you know we, we threw some pucks away without looking um you know but Besco was big and we got some stick on some some pucks at, at key areas and uh you kind of weathered that storm but I thought the rest of that first period there the second half I thought we were pretty good and then the rest of the game I thought we we limited them pretty good through the neutral zone you know, we felt like in the first period, uh, Belfast kind of came and took it to us. We dug a bit of a hole. Then we had a big pushback for a while. We felt like in the second, you know, there's a good five to eight minute spell there where we felt like we took the game over. We just couldn't find the back of the net. It's frustrating. Um, but, you know, the guys started uh, competing a lot harder and winning races to pucks and playing more direct. And, you know, when we play that way, you could see how effective we are. Um, it's just so hard to climb out of a hole when you dig a hole like that in Belfast. Um, so obviously we got to make some adjustments and make sure that uh, we're ready to go tomorrow. to that of course from Giants TV let's move on to Sunday Giants uh, the second game of this two against the Cardiff Devils and this was a much more high scoring affair it was a 5-4 win for the Cardiff Devils for the Giants the goals came from Matt McLeod Steve Arry Mark Cooper and Scott Conway uh, and for the Cardiff Devils it was Sam Jardine Josh Waller uh, Justin Crandall Jake Cooler and then the uh, game-winning goal on the power play in overtime came from Cole Sanford. In regards to goalkeepers, Tyler Beskarwani, 22 shots on, one goal. Uh, that's not right. I've not got the stats. Didn't write them down properly. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Two referees, Chris Wells and uh, and Stefan Hogarth. 
Um, says I'll start with you on this. It's a slow start from the Belfast Giants, and I had a little bit of deja vu to the game against the Coventry Blaze just a Sunday past. Yeah, um, we talked about what the Devils brought out of Saturday, getting that third period goal, and they brought it straight into Sunday. Uh, I thought they were really good on Sunday. I thought they started strong. Bounds come up with three, four, five really, really good saves early on. Um, he looked as if he was properly up for it, um, and, and you know that we we we. We looked really tired on Sunday on the first period. I mean, really tired. Um, they got two goals up, um, and then we scored. Yeah, we, we scored the to make it two one. They got the goal thirty seconds later to make it three one or a minute later. Sorry, they make it three one. Um, but to come out of that first period three one down is probably that we could have been, it could have been worse. It could have been four or five best. So they made a number of of really good saves as well. But the come out lap with three one down, it gives you a chance to get back into it. Getting the, the big chance to make it three two and, and scoring just before the end of the second period was huge. Um, and to get back in there, I mean, the crowd was really into the game. Um, I actually thought they were more into the game on Saturday than what they were on Sunday. Sorry, on Sunday more than were on Saturday. Um, and that's both sides. Obviously, the Devils got a bit of momentum with with the, so many fans over from from South Wales and. And uh, they got a real boost with those two goals going up on, on Sunday. But again, coming back into the game, we've got the opportunity and we've got the players to do that. The problem we had was on the back end because losing Basti at the end of the first period and losing Josh Roach just into the second period yep. is, I mean, they're two of the best defensemen in the league. Any team would meet there would, would miss them. So, uh, and that really, it did stand out a bit for me. I thought we, we, we controlled... Um, a lot of the play in the second period, but this was a turning moment. Just watching it now, that disallowed goal. I don't want to dive too deep into it because I'm sure, actually, you know, Mick Davy might be better to look into it. Um, but what Stefan Hogarth is thinking here, I have just, absolutely we, no idea. If we just None. pause right, right there, I genuinely think now I haven't. I genuinely think Stefan Hogarth thinks the high sticks. There's two sticks up, Bast yep. and I don't know who Bast. it is from the Devils going for the. But Bast stick is Jardine. Bast sticks obviously going up the ice. Jardine's going towards Besco, if you like. Um, and the puck goes behind Besco, so it has to be played by the Cardiff Devils. I just don't know if Stefan Hogarth is thinking there. Bast played that, so I'm putting the high stick up. Cardiff, you can play it, and as soon as Cardiff go to play it, he washes it out. He gives a signal play on which is by the rule if the, the the other team that can get the puck you wash it out he's obviously gone and reviewed it i think that the elite league have put out a bit of a diktat this week to say you really should have been reviewing anything um goals weren't yeah, reviewable there was but something on the elite league website today that, can, that, that can be my only my only take on it can be that stefan actually thought the bast was the one that played it with a high stick he's gone and had a look at it and he's, he's come up with the right decision actually it's very, very hard to tell, and I've gone frame by frame on it, as you know I do, whether or not when Jardine plays it, if it actually comes off Besco's pads and goes, in which case, I'm not sure whether if a goalie it touches didn't hit it. Besco. I asked, I asked Besco so, whether it didn't touch him. Did you? It was so hard to see because it comes down at an angle as if it's going into the net, and then it appears behind the net, but I'm like frame by frame, and it's very hard. It's all done in high speed. So to give... I know I'm a bit of a referees guy and they're part of the furniture and I don't want to stag him off too much. He's got one look at that. Two sticks have gone up. He's made a decision. That's Bast. 
and he's gone with his gut, he's gone with his decision, he's gone bass play at that right Cardiff play on. By the you know, he's gone to the video and he's got it right on the video. So that's 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 another tick in the box for we should actually have video where it's available. You know, we, we want the right if there's video available, use it and get the right decision. Right. There were six thousand two hundred and fifty fans in the building on Sunday. He's the only right. one. I'll add, add in the players and all the staff and stuff like that. He's the only one in the building that thought that uh Bass Cardiff the Devils players didn't. Uh, no, Cardiff Devils, Cardiff players. Devils players played on. Played to the whistle. Played to the whistle. Uh, That's they, the they, they, what what were you taught on the first time you put skates and hockey gear on and football or whatever? You played to the referee's whistle. Okay, but again, you played to the whistle with regards to and you watched, I think it was Goody, and I can't remember who the RD man was on our side. They've got to get in front of that pass. That's the one thing we did wrong with that play. Mm. We stood still. Brody, like Brody Reed just threw it out front. You know, and even yeah. if you watch the play, if you watch that play again, he looks around the referee as if to go, is that, right? sure? is that okay? Yeah. And then yeah. start yeah. celebrating. If, yeah. He knew that they basically <laughs> should have made a goal. However, yeah. again, when you in, in the, the bigger context of the game itself, that's a massive moment. If they score that and that's allowed, yeah. that it's makes over. it 4-1. And, and that changes everything. But, and um, then it goes on. That, then, then we'll go on to the hit on um, Will Cullen or the clipping that actually the goes against call. Will Cullen. That that part, that penalty kill, spurred a, a bit of a comeback from us. It did, and again, it's you know if Will Cullen, I said this to, I think I said this to Chris Wells after the game. If I mean, I understand why Will's trying to duck out of the way. I get it. Yep. Penny is flying. I mean, he's skating yep. hard from the blue line. And if he hits Cully, who is already three or four feet out from the wall, yeah, he's, he's getting hit. carried off the ice. He's getting yep. carried off the ice in a stretcher, potentially. And for and, and nothing to do with the way Penny, you know, Penny comes in and play the body. I have no problem with that at all. I, I think Cully's he's charging, to be honest. I, w- I wouldn't disagree with that part, but I have no problem with him you know, chase them down to basically make the hit. But if you watch Cully, Cully puts his head first into that. I'm surprised he didn't take a knee off of uh, Penny. And again, I'm not saying that was Penny, you know, aiming his, his knee at his head. Absolutely not. But, no. you know, the, the whole the whole play itself, I think the referee made the right call on it. I think it was a two-minute minor for, you know, for, for clipping or whatever the call yeah, it's was. Yeah, it's to the letter, um, to, the, to the rule book. It's, it's classic clipping. You can't go down. You're not allowed yeah. to be allowed to be hit like that. I yeah, I have, no problem. I have no problem with it. I understand it's your instinct to get out of the way. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's a penalty. And, and killing that penalty off was massive. And I mean, absolutely massive. You've seen when he came out of the penalty box. I don't think you've seen too much on the cameras, but everybody in the arena, as soon as he came out of the penalty box, just before that, Riley Brandt jumps on the ice and he goes straight at him. Straight at him. Yep. Tries to get a hold of him. Cully's going straight to the bench and then ends up just sort of reversing back and getting into the play. Adam was looking a penalty off it because, you know, he grabs hold of him. Technically, it's interference. No call on the play. Play continued. We ended up getting two goals back and then make it 3-3. But overall, as I say, to get it back to 3-3 at the end of the second period, and I don't want to go on, but I want to give you a bit of glory, Divi, for the third period. But, um, you know, to get 3-3 at the end of the second period, I thought we did really, really well. 
Well, that's it, isn't it, Davey? You know, to get into that position and giving ourselves a chance from the position that we were in, going into the third and then subsequently into overtime and getting that one point, huge when it comes to what the Giants were trying to achieve. Given and and we'll we have we'll have the interviews later on with the lads down at training, but the hole that we were in. Like talk about character, and we talk you talk about all different things. And before the weekend, would you have taken two points? Would you have taken a two point split? At this stage of the season, probably after you win the first game, do you want to get the second game? Yes. Would you have taken a point out of it? Yes. Um, and I think that from the position we're in at the end of the first period to come out of, uh, with the adversity that we've gone up against there, you, you don't need to round the players off again that are missing. You, you you know them only too well. And, you know, that second line's been decimated recently. We're decimated in the back end. Cully, or, um, Cully sitting on penalty. Bathy's out of the game. Roachy's out of the game. You know, Mark Garside's playing three times a minute. He's been playing lately. Kieran Long's gone back on D. We've had big performances from guys, but it caught up in the third period. And even though we had that real strong pushback to to bring it to four each, you know, they just kept just kept ahead of us. And you obviously have the the big call in overtime. Um, as I said here, actually, if we probably paused it just one one second before that at the red line or at the blue line, me and Simon talked about it the other day. Would probably give Waller a, a lane to skate into there. That would, if we if we re, we analyze that play again and again, we probably step across and make him shoot early, make him take it into a corner, whatever, make him drop past that. Because the, the other two guys aren't really yeah. that dangerous at this stage. They're both in the neutral yeah. zone. One's in the point there. He doesn't have a pass onto him, and we'll let him get in on Besco. We'll let him get into that. And as Simon, I think, said on commentary, we'll give the referee a decision to make. Now, I don't personally think it's a penalty. I think Besco clearly plays the puck, wins the puck. The puck goes 90 degrees right into the corner. Um, Waller actually takes Besco's stick out of his hand. I don't think it's tripping, but the trip's called, and you play the cards you're dealt. And unfortunately, you know, they come up with the the um, the extra man winner. You know, I think the winner right of this weekend with three points to two is the Belfast Giants. It's unfortunate we couldn't close the game out and uh, get the extra point. Maybe even look, we'll talk about go right back to the start of the game. Uh, and you look at the we'll look at the stats that, we'll, that, that, that we've got shots on, shots off, blocks, hits, XGs. Ben Bounds won the um the card of devils, the games he stole the game for them. Sometimes you need your goaltender to steal games. Besco has stole us games over this last 12, 13, 14 games that he's been in nets. Sometimes you get a goalie that's very hard to beat. We'll manage to solve that riddle four times, but unfortunately for us. Just attrition, tiredness came into that. Mental tiredness and physical tiredness just came into that. We're 65 minutes into our second game, 125 minutes into, you know, in less than 24 hours. So you can forgive guys for being tired. And unfortunately, the Cardiff Devils just had that wee bit poor juice in the tank and we're able to come up with that extra point. But I'm hoping we're looking back in two, two weeks from now saying what an important point that was. And then, and then here's the moments that uh, this <laughs> spurred a, a dozen memes over the last couple of days. Uh, Adam Keith obviously disappointed or angry, disappointed. I'm going to say with what happened and how that how that penalty was handed. And you also had the, the Cardiff Devils throwing it about a bit, says uh, a, a bit of Hauser, you know, the blowing blowing kisses to the crowd and you know, acting as the, the pantomime villain. But you know that that's the game. You know they they've come in they've come into the home of the team who are leading the league. They've taken they've taken a point off office um and and as you can see anybody watching on youtube you know they, they they riled up the giants a bit and you can take that two ways you can take that as, as cardiff just doing a bit but this will also throw a bit of determination into the belfast giants 
Yeah, look, I mean, I was speaking to Longer about this. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize what was happening because at that time of the game, I'm sort of writing down a few uh, notes and stuff. But um, he said that there was a couple of their players standing on the red line, um, and he's telling them get out of the way and was just sort of right, just get their man the match award and, and get off the ice and, and do a lap. That's fine. Um, I'm sure that's what he said. I, I'm sure the other words, exactly I, 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 I have no problem with that at all. Like, that's you know, that is what it is. Just I've done it myself. Like, just you know, get under people's skin, even after the game. You, you, it's a big win for them. You know, fourth place is important. Um, so well, to them it is anyway, but the, uh, you know, for there's a lot of fans over. Um, and uh, and you know, they, they, I thought they deserved to win on Sunday, if I'm honest. Um, I thought they played really, really well. That that uh, overtime goal was a was a just an absolute gem. Um, I agree with Davey. My first instinct, however, and and again, I get that, that Stefan O'Garth only gets the one look at it. My first instinct was I thought it was a penalty. But then Davey explained the rule to me that I, I knew that, that uh, Besco got the puck, but I didn't realize if he got the puck and even after that, if he falls over a stick, it's not a penalty. I didn't realize that. So for, in those instances, then it shouldn't have been called. But um, look, again, getting the point, and the ticket to overtime is huge. That could be the deciding point in two weeks' time. I'm going to move it on here, gents, because we have guests waiting okay. in the wings. But you know, what I will also say <coughs> is hold that hold that question on on, on that penalty against Tyler Beskarani because we do have a goalkeeper coming on to chat to us, and it'd be interesting <laughs> to get his take on, on what happened. Maybe we'll pull it up again. But um, the the highlights in that game. Of course, come from our good friends at Jazz TV. Mr. Kitchen was joined for that game by John Donovan, the John Donovan. The uh, and he, he got a bit of I liked your liked your bit of the to him, Dave. He said he got a bit emotional at the end. I was like you at that point, it was off. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, to be honest, like I talked about I, I talked about last week about getting John on the podcast because he talks he's he's really strong on his on his hockey knowledge, but like it was actually quite an interesting access to have a home and away commentator. Simon definitely neutered himself a little bit. He was much better behaved on Sunday than he was on Saturday. Maybe tired, I don't know. But um, we're getting it was beat. very <laughs> might have been. But um it was definitely interesting to have the two different takes from the two different clubs at the same time. And I enjoyed having John beside me, to be honest. I mean, he's always he's good clever. and he knows what he's talking about and and um and uh, he switched on and and it, it, I was speaking to Todd before the game and uh, John's going Actually, I don't know if I can say it or not, but I'll tell you anyway. John's uh, going to work for the Devils um, come April, so uh, he's yeah. going to be a commercial manager, which is I mean, he'll be he's, that's perfect for him. So yeah. uh, to get him in there and do what he's doing, so it's um, you know it was a big look. Bottom line, that point could really come back to they really help us. However, I want to point out chasing the puck, their meme like for uh, for Kiefer banging that we with. We will rock you was absolutely outstanding. I showed it to him this morning. Perfect. I showed it to Kiefer this morning. Showed it to Thorts, and the two of them were pissing themselves. Like that was absolutely hilarious. It was absolutely fantastic. Right, let's move it along, gents, because we're running a bit behind. I know we've got guys waiting in the wings to have a chat with us, and we'll start off with the fan agenda brought to you by our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. And this man is a very popular one, not just the lads on the ice, but amongst all the fans off the ice. Please welcome back to you from the bridge, Mark Cooper. How are you doing, Coops? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me Good. again. Thanks, Faith. Thanks for joining us. Um, first of all, give us your take on the weekend just gone by. Yeah, uh, I thought um, two pretty good games. Uh, Cardiff came in here as a desperate group. Um, I thought Friday we played really well, and then Saturday or uh, su- or Saturday and then Sunday they kind of took it to us early, but um, we battled back through 
losing bodies throughout that game. And, and uh, I'm sure that one was really exciting for the fans. Um, it was exciting to play. And those are the games you love to play in. And I think getting that one point will be huge, like you guys were talking about earlier. We've had a, we've had issues on like Sunday nights, uh, and and where we've put ourselves in as you know, some couple guys put ourselves in a hole that we've had to try to get out of. Why do you think that's been? Um, I, I think we're such an emotional group, and like uh, maybe sometimes we ride the high too high and and the low too low. But um, I think these big wins come late in the year or take an emotional toll, and I think answering the next night um, is is always tough right away. Uh, but we've been able to uh, crawl our way out of uh, or uh, out of being down in games all kind of year, and I think that's just the, the character that we have in our room, and um, we kind of believe no matter what the scoreline is that we're coming back and going to win the game. Coops, like we had a pretty decent season last year. Obviously, the the playoffs didn't end the way we wanted it to. You go away, you recharge the batteries over the summer make a decision to come back. You've gone through the last six or seven months and it's it's hard. It's been hard. You talk about being mentally and physically tired and the boys, a lot of beat up bodies. Three or four weeks here and what an opportunity this team has. Yeah, uh, we're uh, right back um, uh, where we wanted to be um, in contention for all three trophies. Or, well, we've already won the one, but in contention for all three, that's a major reason why I did come back uh, to get that treble or, and um, I think uh, we're out, we've obviously put uh, us in a great spot in the league and then hopefully we can ride the momentum we've kind of had been going since after Christmas, let's say, and then just roll right through uh, the playoffs weekend and playoffs and hopefully get that, that, that third, that third trophy that's kind of been evading, uh, evading us in the giants. Coop, Simon Kitchen here. Um, the, uh, <laughs> just want to, I mean, eight goals in the last seven games for yourself, uh, four in the last four. Um, you know, it, it's, we, we always talk about the, you know, the top line, getting the goals, but it's really important that we get secondary score and we get scoring from the from the back end as well. And that's been the way it's been, especially over the last five, six, seven weeks. Um, everybody chipping in and coming into this week, I know we're, we're talking about last week on the Cardiff games, but Sheffield and Manchester, and we, we take one game at a time. But this big game, is this game on Friday night, is absolutely huge against Sheffield. Yeah. Um, you could tell today we were, we were all in the rink this morning, and there's a little bit of a buzz. Um, Kiefer gave us an update on the standings and where we stand. I think everyone's been in table watching. and um, we're, we're extremely excited for the opportunity. And... Uh, we have three games at home, and I think if uh, we win all three in a row, we can close out at home, which would be incredible for our fans. So everyone knows the uh, the magnitude of these games, and I think everyone's really excited and uh, can't wait to see what uh, what the building brings to to us on Friday night. I was uh, I was standing at the side of the ice this morning, waiting for you to come out for the crossbar challenge, but you didn't appear. What's the story? Um. Uh, we had a recovery day, so I had to uh, ment mentally reset. No, I, I can't handle uh, you hitting the crossbar every time and me missing. So I, I needed a refocus day. <laughs> Probably. So that actually links into one of the questions that's come in from um, from Alan Brett on Twitter. So he's always wondered, you're always the last off the ice during warm-ups. And before you go, your routine of risking a few pucks into an empty net from the blue line, are you trying to hit the crossbar or just score? Yeah, I saw that question. Um, 
Well, it act, it, it kind of depends. Sometimes if I haven't been happy with the way I've been shooting it in warm up, I'll just rip a few as hard as I can from kind of there just to let off some steam. And but kind of just the way I feel. Sometimes I'll ask Jude uh, or anyone on the bench whether they want me to hit the crossbar or try and get it on top of the net. But ultimately, I'm just practicing to beat Kitchy in our little crossbar challenge we got going on. It's uh, under understandable. understandable. I'm still two up. I'm yeah. still two up. <laughs> yeah. um, one from Adam Beck saying, over the past two seasons, you've built a great partnership with Ben Lake. Why do you think the two of you are best for each other? Um, I think, uh, well, uh, Laker's just easy to play with. He competes and works so hard. Um, I know, uh, like, last year he was on the wing, and this year he's kind of taken the role up the middle. But um, he just competes really hard, and I think uh, we kind of complement each other's game where – we know kind of when things are rolling for us and we can be a little more creative or if things aren't going, we can kind of play that grind game. Uh, we play a few different roles and um, I think just older, older professionals just uh, figuring out each other. Um, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to play with him. He's uh, his competes, his competes his ass off and that's all you can ask for. And it's easy to play with a guy like that. There was a comment we had earlier on in the analysis about Ben Lake and the fact that you know the games he missed there was the first games he missed all season and it just to have that longevity through a season and have that ability to play up in so many games and still perform at such a high level just shows the quality player that he is. Yeah, he uh, he brings it every day uh, in practice and games. So um, he he holds everyone to a high standard, whether it be vocally or um, uh, with with his work ethic and play. So. Um, yeah, we definitely missed him this weekend. Uh, um, he's, he's good on face-offs, which Cardiff's a real good face-off team and, uh, and just in, in general on the power play and, and penalty kill as well. So we definitely missed him, but hopefully he'll be back next weekend and he'll, uh, make some noise in our lineup again, I'm sure. You you talk about um, obviously Laker, but through our lineup this year, um, you know when we're looking October November time, when we're we're struggling. I think it's fair to say we're struggling, finding a bit of consistency, um, and also you know picked up a lot of injuries as well. But you know you you'd filter between the the top line and obviously um, moved back down with Ari stepping up, and Ari's done really really well. Uh, since he went back up there, but it is about it's it's not just a, a one team line or one line team. Sorry, um, it is we need scoring from from other um, areas of the, of the group itself, and we've got some really talented players this year. Yeah, um, I think our depth and then that uh, the line with uh, Donnie McLeod and um... <laughs> uh, and Cooper. yeah, Coop and other Cooper, Cooper yeah, like yeah, yeah, we get yeah. And Coop, they've, the they've other come Cooper. in. They're all they're obviously all new guys. Uh and uh they've come in and been a, a huge presence. Um and I think that's helped with our depth. And then um Laker and I kind of know um how the secondary scoring works from last year with all those guys putting up a hundred points and, and such, and they're doing it again this year. So I think uh if we can just help help those guys uh take a bit of pressure off that first line by scoring a goal or two from the, the second and third line, I, I think it it just lets them play more free and less pressure on themselves. And um, and you know they're going to have one or two every night just the way uh, Conway, Ari, and Goodwin have been playing. Just just one last thing for me, Coops, is we, Jude, 
um, you know, about the locker room before he was there on Saturday morning. He's been away skiing for a week. Um, and, you know, he, he, he's, the whole group have just got such a good rapport with the kid. Um, obviously, you know, the Tav's taken him under his wing, especially towards the end of last year, but this year is even more so. Um, and it's great to have the wee man about the room. Yeah, no, we, uh, we're always thrilled when Jude's around. Um, he was away for a ski, a ski trip, and then I think he had matches. So we hadn't seen him for six weeks, and then uh, he decided to have a lay-in and come late his first day back. So we all gave him a little bit of a hard time. But, uh, hmm. no, he's, he does a, a tremendous job helping the boys out and, and just lightening the mood in the room. Um, he's uh, just a, a great kid, and, uh, and uh, I've actually gotten to see him play a few times. He's a good hockey player as well, so maybe he'll be a giant in the future. Coops, um, just to close out for me, you talked there yeah. about being the, the, the veteran presence in the team. You're 30 years old. I guess you're, you're really young. Do I look 30? Don't, young? No, you don't. Okay. And you've got so young. many more years left in you. But you, if, you look back on, if you look back on your career and you, you go through the grind of the ECHL and trying to get those call-ups to the AHL and going back down, what's it been like to come to Belfast for these two years? Has it been a real, has it been a, a high point in the career? A hundred percent. This this atmosphere that uh, they've built here and Kiefer and Thorts have recruited is more like a a university feel. Like um, I know last year there was like zero roster changes, but even this year, like tight knit. You're not worried about going up and down, and everyone's very unselfish here. Um, unlike I, I, some teams, and and people have to worry about themselves in North America. Yeah. Um, this has definitely been my favorite place to play in professional, and I'd recommend it to anyone. Just with the support from the fans and and everyone, it's it's been incredible, um, and it's it's been a dream come true. Uh, when I signed here, Kyle Bond kind of laid the laid it out and said you're gonna have the best uh, time of your life, and and he uh, he didn't uh, didn't sell that short at all. It's been incredible. Excellent. See you in August, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do that one. You want to pull that one again, Debbie? See you in August. I'll, I'll pull that yeah. out every week. We're just here. Sign. Yeah, we're, just sign here. Worked last time. Yeah. <laughs> worked last time. Listen, we'll sort your contract out, says, won't we? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Coops, listen, we really, we really appreciate you coming on, and I, I'm not kidding. Like the, 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 um, the positive vibes we get from you, the, you being on the ice, and and from the fans, you're you're well loved within this organization and amongst the fan base. So, uh, so keep doing what you're doing, and and hopefully we'll get, we'll get what we deserve come the end of the season. Yeah, just uh, we got to keep rolling, and it's uh, we'll, we'll keep this uh, keep the ball rolling, and uh, and we'll see what happens. But it's, it's looking good so far. It's been a lot of fun. It's gotta, you you got to give a quick wave to Randy there before you go now. You're on camera. Yeah, you sure got to say I'm hi sure to the folks. I'm sure he's tuned in. I <laughs> coming on. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to bring my own stick in the morning, by the way. Oh, no excuses. Oh, oh. <laughs> I like I'm not the one who gives the excuses. You're on the ice for like 40 minutes beforehand, warmed yeah, up, and then I just snap on at the crossbar. I'm not I'm not trying to hit the crossbar Hustler. during Correct. practice, though. Correct. You're not, you're not trying to hit the crossbar during practice? Yeah, be all right if you hit the net. Maybe you should. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you hit the net, you'd be doing all, all right. right. Come on, now. Behave. <laughs> Coops, thanks yeah. for your time, mate. And good luck thanks, this weekend. Guys. Coops. Have a good Thank one. You. See you in the morning. See ya. Big thanks to Mark Cooper.
for uh, for his time. That was fantastic. And we're going to rattle straight ahead because we got another man waiting in the wings, and we thank him for waiting. We're running late. We thank him for waiting so long. Um, he's the only head coach, I think, this season with a hundred percent win record at the at the SSC Arena. Oh. Uh, please welcome the head coach of the Manchester Storm, Matt Ginn. I've put the I've put the scuppers on it there. I made I sure. Got I said on, that. Got it. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> thanks. Gonna, is that is that the interview over? Is that yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> cut, it cut it right there. Cut it right there. 100%. Matt, you've come off the back of a uh, of, of, of a of a great weekend. Obviously, you know, you did you had the win at home against the five flyers, but then a shellacking in, in the um in the uh, in Nottingham, where you you've done over the Nottingham Panthers, what's the key this season? You know, what's the key to you guys playing so well? Well, I I think uh, this year we kind of saw uh, we had to retool. Um, we we went a lot younger. We brought in guys and kind of Finner and I. Our choice was kind of bring in young guys and give them an opportunity to succeed. And I think this year it, for the most part, it's worked out. You know what? Even and I think it shows now where uh, we. We're, we're in some uh, pretty big injury trouble here and um, we're just finding ways to win. Whereas like these, these uh, younger guys, myself included in the coaching spot or it's a different, uh, it's a different beast. And the, like a, a lot of these guys, they, it's their first, first taste of pro hockey and they're kind of figuring it out. And now I think we're kind of playing for a purpose. Like I think going into the year, we uh, were kind of seen as some underdogs and you use that to fuel you a little bit and, um, we're we're playing some pretty good hockey here. Um, guys are bought in and they're they're working for each other, and uh, we're we're excited for the playoffs. The game in Altrium the other week against the Belfast Giants, obviously that game wasn't going your way. But what I will say is, once the announcement came through that the Manchester Storm had qualified for the, the quarterfinals of the playoffs, there was a marked change in the atmosphere in the building that went very very positive. You know that is uh, that is great for the for the organisation and great for you as a, as a as a rookie coach to bring the uh, to bring the team into that level. Yeah, absolutely. the The fans have been great all year. You know how the uh, Storm Shelter is when it's packed and. Um, it, it can be quite a place and no, they, the fans have been behind us all year. Um, there's obviously been some ups and downs, but um, a, a big goal of ours this year is just to, to make the playoffs. And we brought in guys who we like, we, we just want to be playing our best hockey come this time of the year. And we have guys going and bought in. And um, like you said, uh, the, the fans are behind us. It was, yeah, we, uh, you guys were taking it to us pretty good there. I think it was four nothing in the second. And then after that announcement, I think it ended four one. So, but like we play for each other here and it's a team where kind of um, a little bit like you guys, it's uh, team success is bigger than player success here. And it, um, it's a great group of guys working with. Matt, how much do you look at the, at the table now, I suppose you're either going to be sixth or seventh, second and third. So it doesn't really matter what you do, what happens at the top of the table. You're going to get just really whoever you get. Is the next couple of weeks about trying to build a little momentum? Is it about getting guys rested and fit? Is it maybe about sitting some guys to, to give them the ability to recharge? Or is it just like, what what's the, the thought process for the next two weekends? Looking towards the yeah. playoffs? No, good question. No, we we just uh, we want to be playing our best hockey this time of year. We want to be rolling. I mean, we've had some. Uh, I think we were on a five or six game winning streak there earlier, and then dropped a couple. And we we just want to find that consistency in our game. I I mean, it's cliche. Every team says that, but we want to find uh, that consistency. And um, obviously, right now we're in some injury trouble, so we want to find the lineup that gives us the best chance to uh, succeed. We might have 
some guys back here soon, um, ho- hopefully. But um, we just it, it's tough to get in our lineup right now. To be completely honest with you, if we have everyone healthy, there's two extra imports and. Uh, management this year did a gr- great job where maybe in the past we would we wouldn't have had that luxury um to fill in the the injured guys and um it it's just about finding that consistency in our game and finding the lines and match and um we we want to finish as high up as we can right now uh, you, you talk about um obviously wanting to finish high up as possible and, and when you look through your the consistency side of things this season for you You've beat everybody in the league this year. I mean, you're capable of beating Guildford. You're beat, you've beat us twice in Belfast. You beat Sheffield a few weeks ago. You're away in uh, Cardiff and beat them 2-1 two, two weeks ago. You've got a group there that can certainly win. And, you know, let me tell you, you talk about, you know, we're just looking at our private chat during his Laker playing this weekend. Um, you know, I think you're capable, more capable coming into any barn in the EIHL and winning. Um, but is there a team that you think you suit up best against? If you did have a chance to basically line yourselves up for the playoffs, I I, I can't answer that. Yes, I can't answer that. No, well, we we just want to finish up as high as we can um, and see see where it lands. I mean, we know we're going to play one of the top four teams, and um, they're, they're all great teams. Like you can't really sugarcoat it here. We've had some some success against against everybody, and um, for us here, we're we're just kind of trying to hone in our game. We know we're going to play a great team. Um, and they're going to bring their best, but they have to come to the storm shelter one of the two games. <laughs> you know, you're 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 a, a former goalkeeper yourself, and, and mid-season, you know, Levine was moved on, and you brought in Jeremy Brodeur. And Brodeur, let's say, in his first game against the Belfast Giants, it didn't start too well. I think he was scored on his first shot, but first since shot, then, yeah. he first then since then he's settled right into into the role, and you know, he he's been he's been doing really well. Yeah, I think if. If you had to pinpoint kind of where the season turned around, it was bringing him, and we we were scoring girl goals early too, because um, it, it really you look and when uh, after we brought Broder and we lost our two top leading scorers, which I I don't care what team you are, that hurts. Um, and now we're finding ways to win win those games two one three two, and a lot of that is Broder. The guys have a lot of credit with him. Um, or, or a lot of confidence story in him. And he makes those saves that you expect, and then he also makes the uh, the timely ones too. Um, he, he's been awesome. <coughs> really see. And just even his demeanor, he's very uh, very cool. There's nothing that really bothers him. And I think a little bit like Beskawani there where it kind of spreads through the team, that calmness, and um, the guys trust him, and we, we do as coaches as well. And of course, he comes from great stock. His dad was in the building for that game against the Belfast Giants just the other week, and uh, more than happy to have photographs taken, handshake from a man who's an absolute legend of the game. Yeah, I mean, he, pretty good goalie family there. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I actually didn't get a chance to meet him, but I, from all I really, heard, Marty was awesome. No, I was, I was busy coaching. I think I was yelling at yeah. you guys, yelling at the refs. Who, who knows? But <laughs> no, I like. Uh, Jeremy's been awesome. I can't say enough about him. Um, I think, like I said, if you point out a kind of turning point in our season, is we we brought him in and he really shored up the back end for us. Uh, early in the year, we were we were losing those games, kind of six four, six five, whatever it was. We were scoring goals, but in in any league, you have to win those games two one, three one, three two, um, and be comfortable with your goaltending. That's not to take away anything from uh, the guys we had before, too. I think we've tightened up our defense 
our team defense too, but um, the guys definitely have confidence in Jeremy back there. Matt, I want to take you back sort of a, a couple of seasons. I want you to put your, your goalie helmet back on for this next question. Um, you'll obviously, you'll have seen the overtime call um, in Belfast at the weekend there that, that came up. Just, just to get a goalie's perspective on it, that's, look, it, the goal's gone, the points have been divvied out, so it, it's it's really irrelevant as to the outcome of the game anymore. But you're you're in nets there, um, water's coming down on you, you clearly get that that puck. Are you smashing your stick over the post at the end of the game? <laughs> as a goalie, absolutely. Um, like, I, I, I see both sides. You know what, he's coming in like, yeah, he's making a move, but the goalie, I think you have a little bit of leeway in your crease to try and make the save yeah here it is i'll, I'll look at it again i think yeah if if i'm besco i i'm mad about the call if i'm dupont like i think it's a trip i mean it goes i don't know goes i'm gonna sit directly on the fence right there my goal my, <laughs> if it's my team if it's my team i i'm pissed off I, i'm slamming the door as well and <laughs> if it's yeah. not my team i think it's yeah it's <laughs> i think i think that's one of the, the chats to have like Besco clearly wins the puck i'm not a hundred percent sure on what the call then is if the player continues and trips over the stick i'm not sure mm. what the call is but if the call isn't made and the giants break up the ice and score then as you say brody points taking the Taking the, the door off the hinges, you know, as it went, it, it went against the Belfast Giants on this occasion. Kiefer and I went out for a beer last weekend. I hate to say it, I think it's the right call. Oh, interesting. If I have if I have to pick sides, I think it's the right call. Can you delete? Can how do you get him off here, yeah, buddy? Put him. The I get it. Like I I completely understand. I, I would be completely torn too. I don't know. So I've just just from just 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 to just to educate us then, Matt, just to educate the the goalie getting the puck isn't necessary the be all and end all. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know the official rule book on it. I don't think so. Like he his sticks out, he hits the puck, but it's still I don't know. I, I think about it as a player's perspective. If if so, a guy so if you, you whack the puck and still get him, that's what I'm thinking about. Right. So let's say in a breakaway situation, which isn't exactly the same, but there's a player, there's a breakaway, there's a one-on-none, and the D-man comes around and D-man wins the puck mm-hmm. and trips the player. That's not a penalty shot. Yeah, I, I think it depends on who's <laughs> rapping, but... It depends on who's <laughs> rapping. <laughs> now we've got the, the real answer. <laughs> who's rapping, who's coaching, I don't know. I, I can't... Yeah. You guys are setting me up here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on. The <laughs> the um, how would you reflect on your on this season for you as a coach? Uh, it's been good. Obviously, been a bit of a learning experience. There's been some ups and downs, but I think you look around the league, and that's every team. Um, going into this year, talking with Finner, I've been lucky enough to have him around and helping out. And our goal is to make the playoffs. Obviously, last year we we didn't, and um, this year clinching a spot with kind of three weeks ago was might not seem like a big thing, but for us, that was kind of step one on the, uh, on, on the pedestal here. And um, obviously we're not done from there, but we, we, like I said earlier, recruited a team, uh, a young team and give guys chance to kind of grow in this league. And we have 
kind of identified our core that we that we want back. And um, I think overall right now, up to this point, it's been a success. Um, but for us, like we're, we're not done yet. Um, I, don't, I don't think we're satisfied with where we are. We, we want to finish as high as we can. And then, like you said, we're going <laughs> to the playoffs. We, beat, we know we're going to play one of, one of the top four teams, and they're all, you know, they're, they're all great teams. They're, you can't really sugarcoat it here. They all bring something different. And, um, but we're, we're confident in our group here, and we just want to, like, go, go as far as we can here. Great attitude. So before we let you go, you know, you've got. I think you play Friday night, and then the game is uh, against the Belfast Giants on Saturday. How how preparations going for this weekend? Yeah, no. Uh, like I said earlier, we're pretty beat up here, so I gave the guys a couple of days rest, and we'll uh, kind of dial it up again tomorrow, and then Thursday, and have a good good couple of days. But um, Coventry is kind of a team that's given us trouble all year. Um, you know, I think Danny does a great job there. They're they're kind of a well-drilled machine where they work really hard. They defend hard, and um, that that's a big game for us. And um, we're we're battling for that sixth spot. We want to finish as high as we can, and we we just want to keep playing, like keep playing as well as we can. We don't really want to take a step back here. It's just about getting better and better. And I know it's cliche and coach talk all, all you will here, but um, we just we just want to peak come playoff time here. Um, get some bodies back in the lineup be healthy and um we like you said we played two great teams this weekend just kind of take it a game at a time and see what happens yeah we wish you well against Coventry, not so much against us but uh we hope you do get those you know go for as far as you can in the playoffs and uh, it is great you know for you as uh, coming in as that coach and for the organization that you're able to do that thanks for joining us man yeah thanks for having me guys thanks man thank you thanks coach Big thanks to Matt Ginn. Love having him on. Really, really good. Lad, lad. Really, really yeah, good. Yeah, really good guy. Really, um, you know, he's, he's done very well. Done, 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 done very well. You know, coming in and changing, bringing in the young guys, as he said, in the organization and getting them into that playoff spot. And, um, you know, more part of his elbow. You know, I say, don't, don't, don't wish him well on Saturday, but, uh, but I do hope that, uh, you know, do hope for him and, and for the Manchester Storm they get as far as they possibly can. And if they face us in the final, um, you know, hope they lose that. Um, on that, right, let's have a. Um, we have some interviews. Simon popped down to training, and uh, had a chat with Adam Keith, Kel Beatty, Mark Garside. But first, Kieran Long. Right, get it out of the way. But first of all, go. Why have you got your hair cut from someone else other than me? I know, mate. It's not good, mate. Scumbag. <laughs> right. Um, weekend, uh, three points from four. <laughs> you know, obviously the target was to get the two wins. Um, but happy with the three, three points? Um, after the first period on Sunday, yeah, happy with the three points. I mean, uh, we put ourselves in a hole on the Sunday game um, right from the off. Uh, Cardiff obviously came out, played really well, put us under pressure, um, got themselves a 3-1 lead, was it? Um, and we were climbing an uphill battle from there, but to get the extra point was huge. Obviously losing Roche and, and Gabe Bass during the, the first opening 26-27 minutes. Um, pretty bit of pressure on your minutes were up. Um, I'm sure you weren't complaining about that part. Yeah, no, you know, I've all season long and last season as well was the same. If anyone goes down in the back end, I'm happy enough to jump back there and give them a hand and, you know, sometimes it works out. And I was enjoying it back there in the game too, so you know I'm, I'm happy to do anything as long as we can win this league title. Prefer forward or defence? Because you're getting, um, you're, I mean, you're getting older. 
Yeah, I am getting older. I'm getting older. <laughs> I spoke to Kiefer not long ago. Um, no, I, I, at the moment, I still do prefer playing forward, but uh, as I said, anything to anything, the, anything for the win. Um, and, you know, in the later stages of my career, yeah, I, I would look to go full-time D-men. Two big games this weekend. Um, Sheffield coming down on Friday, and then your old club, Manchester. Um, two really important games, but I'll focus on Friday. Yeah, definitely. Um, we just spoke about it there. Um, we, can, we can't look any further than Sheffield. Sheffield are going to come in and want to get revenge on us after the last time we were in Sheffield. Um, so we're, we're going to have to bring our best, expect their best, and try and get the job done. Kieran Long from the SSE Arena in Belfast. Gary, um, two big games at the past weekend. Um, you knew it was going to be tough against the Cardiff Devils. And I, I've asked a couple of boys this. Would you have took three points on Friday morning uh, if it was offered to you? I think so. I think like Cardiff have a good team. You look at that that top line of players is you know, putting up really good numbers, phenomenal players. So three points out of four, knowing that we're ahead as it is already, I think we'd have with a bigger hand off, especially after that first period on uh, Sunday where we were we weren't playing well basically. You know, we had to find a bit of character and, and have a bit of bite back in the second and the third period. You've been in this position quite a few times now, um, as a giant. What's the advice you're giving to your teammates uh, given to the, the game on, on Saturday, Friday sorry, against Sheffield? I think just mentally, you know, it's just pressure time and just enjoy the pressure. This is why we play the whole season, you know, we've been consistent, especially since sort of December time. You know, we really went on a run there and I think just keep up that consistency, keep keep on, the, on that train where we're feeling confident. You know, we've got a lot of guys scoring, we've got a lot of secondary scoring as well. So just be confident about what we can do and uh, be ready to come in and play the sort of playoff mentality that these guys would have played and a lot of them in North America. Um, you played a lot of minutes on Sunday. Yeah. How are you feeling? Old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm feeling alright. Uh, obviously we went down with a few injuries there and it just meant, you know, we've just got to chip in and do what we do. I just got out there and tried to do what I can and do best, you know, keep the puck moving and, and close them. Take time and space away from the offensive players. Uh, Sheffield Friday, and um, all the focus, uh, it's all about the stages coming in time. Um, everybody's going to be ready? Of course. I mean, we know how, how good Sheffield are. We, you know, we've just looked at the, the kind of league stats and things, and they're basically second in every category. They've got a, you know, a very talented team going forward, and they're very good defensively, too. So we know we have to play our best to beat them. Thanks, Gary. Kel, um, it's been a, another successful season so far for you uh, right on cue max hitting the pucks but um you know picking up a, another trophy actually two trophies uh two weeks ago with the solvay sharks and uh in the marley cup and the nihl north league um with two ex-teammates of mine uh, spud robin and big jamie thompson um you must be in, in good form yeah absolutely it was great to win another two trophies this year and hopefully a few more to come with the Giants and Solly themselves but um, just a great feel around it, great feel around the dressing room and um, just again hopefully many more to come this season. It's helped your development obviously uh, getting the minutes over in, in uh, Solway and when you come back to Belfast you played a few minutes on Saturday, yeah. um, Sunday was a difficult game obviously yeah. uh, but getting the experience on the bench, uh -huh. um, what's that mean to you? No, uh, it means an absolute everything to me just getting the experience with all the boys have played pro for don't know how many years now and just even hearing what they're talking about on the bench and the next sort of plays they're doing 
means everything. So like just getting the help that I need off them is just what I need to get through. What's your plans this weekend? Have you Solway or are you a bit chance? Uh, I'm not too sure yet. I haven't really found out. I usually find out towards the end of the weekend. Towards the end of the week. So uh, hopefully just wait and see what to come. Come on. Thanks, Cal. Adam had a, a couple of days rest after a, um, a busy weekend, a tough weekend. Um, picking up the three points, and I'm sure you're, after that dust is settled, I'm sure you're glad with three points, especially the point on Sunday being 3 1 down, and losing a couple of bodies as well. Um, what's your, your thoughts on the overall for the weekend? Yeah, I thought, I mean, looking, in hindsight, looking back, it was a good weekend. Um, you know, it's a very good Cardiff team, came very hard at us both, in that, both nights. Uh, obviously, the second night we, we didn't really start on time, and that cost us a point. You know, uh, so that that was frustrating. Um, but uh, it was a, a great character comeback to get that that one point, and that one point could be massive down the stretch here. So uh, it was very important. Four games to go. You've been in this position before. I just had a chat with Mark Garcia about it, and it's about that experience, and and, and obviously passing that experience on to the group in the room. Yeah, I think you know, the guys that were here last year have been here, and guys have been in this league in the past. But I think you know, even the, the new guys here, you know, they want this. You know, they're hungry. I see that in their play, their performances. So, um, you know, we just need to focus on on Friday. You know, trying to get the job done versus Sheffield, and then we'll move move on. It is a one game at a time mentality. Um, and right now, it's about getting rest and recovered, and making sure that our energy levels are are high come Friday. You've already talked about Sheffield being on Friday afternoon um, for the game on Friday night. Uh, you beat them comprehensively uh, just over, well, it'll be two weeks ago. Um, and they'll be coming in with an attitude that, you know, they need to get these points because they're still in with a shout. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every team is going to play right to the end regardless of, of the league title race. You see that throughout. There's a bunch of storylines throughout the whole, the whole league right now. Um, but also, you know, we know that we're going to see a, a good Sheffield team that wants to come in here and, and disrupt our plans as well. Uh, we have to be prepared for that. Thanks, Adam. Big thanks to the uh, big thanks to the guys, and also great to see uh, Kel Beatty get in there as well. Davey, it was uh, he's the the kid's fantastic. Says it's on the phone to Cooper's agent there, yeah, I see. The but um, um, talking about <laughs> KL, absolutely fun, brilliant interview. Jordy and Julie will be so proud of the way he conducts himself. Um, trophies he's won this season with Solway, last season with Solway, Belfast, Belfast this season. Um, he's on a nice trajectory there. Um, just needs to keep himself nice and grounded, which he absolutely will. Um, lovely chap, lovely family. Can't say enough good things about the boy. We've said this young a few man, times, says about young man. Like <laughs> Young man says we said this a few times about the likes of Mac, uh, Mac and Kel and the way they get on. You see, like from your interview with Kel, you know he he does have his feet solidly grounded and and he's he's picking up the medals. He's a good kid. He um I mean I see what they put in every day. Um you know him and Mac are first on the ice every morning. Um, they're the last off for a reason because they've got to pick the pucks up. Um, but uh, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it, but it, it doesn't, it's those little things that they need to learn. It's like the old boot rooms yep. used to have in the football teams, you know, as soon as you finish your practice away, you're the training, go and get the, the uh, the veterans' uh, boots clean. But um, it's not as bad as that in the locker room anymore because Taft does all that for them. But uh, you know, seeing them around the locker room. You know, you can see the kids getting better. Mac as well, you know, talking about his, both of them as a duos. But, uh, you know, they, they, they're they both really up their game this year. They, and, you know, it, it's it, yes, they're, it's great to see them doing what they're doing during the season, but it's what happens after the season. 
So this is where take a few weeks off and then bust your balls to get ready for next season. This, this is the this is a really crucial year for them cut off the ice. They need to really, you know, it's difficult to bulk up when there's you know it's it's it, they just need to build more muscle within their bodies and, and their mindsets is or they can't blame either of them. Their mindsets is really good, but uh, this year this summer for them both is really important because they they just need to make that next step up. Um, and really, again, if they're playing week in, week out, whether it's in Solway or Milton Keynes, and they come to Belfast when they're, you know, another season of, of doing what they can, you know, chip in when we need them. Um, it, this is a development, and it, it's definitely a fantastic opportunity for them. Tim Wallace is doing a great job with, with Mac in, in um, Milton Keynes, okay. and then Spud Grubb and, and uh, Jamie Thompson are doing really, really well with Kel in, in Solway. So great to see kids getting the opportunity. And uh, as I say, I think that I think that the best of both of them as well, especially local lads like that. So yes, well done to them. Um, right, if you're in the in the arena this weekend, you'd seen that it is a British Sign Language Week, and there was a fantastic video put out regards to the Belfast Giants and the accessibility of sign language within the arena and what the the organisation are doing involving David Goodwin and Josh Roach. We're going to play that for you because I think it's well worth playing once more. Holly, I'd like to welcome you to the SSC. My name is David Goodwin. This is Josh Roach. And we're here to learn a little bit more about BSL, given it is BSL Week. Could you tell us what the motto or the theme of BSL Week is this year? Yeah, this year's theme is protecting BSL. And it's important so that we can ensure the language continues to thrive rather than diminish or risk being lost. Marking Sign Language Week each year is important to celebrate our language and to make sure that people all over the UK learn about and recognise BSL. What would you say are the most important things that we can learn about uh, BSL or what the main takeaways of BSL Week here in the UK? It's really important to know and recognise that there are two sign languages British Sign Language, and Irish Sign Language. What are some of the main differences between BSL and ISL? Okay, so British Sign Language uses two hands, whereas Irish Sign Language uses a one-handed alphabet. That's actually a similar feature in sign language used in America and Canada, where you're from. American Sign Language, ASL, uses a one-handed alphabet, whereas British Sign Language uses both hands. That's a big difference between the languages. So for the folks that have been to a Belfast Giants match, they've probably seen you, Holly, on the, the Jumbotron, uh, specifically with the message about keeping eyes on flying pucks. For um, members of the BSL community that come to Belfast Giants matches, uh, what's important for, for them to know about coming to our matches? Yeah, that's a really good thing. I'm really impressed by the Giants' commitment to increase accessibility for their fans and for everyone. I was so excited when I was asked to get involved in making BSL content for Game Night because I know some of my friends, members of the deaf community, are massive long-standing Giants fans. Would you be able to teach us a few words or names in sign language? And maybe we can start with that. Yeah, okay. Are you guys ready to learn some sign language? Yes. Jay? O S H Josh O Josh Perfect D A 
V I D. My name is D A A V I D. David. Perfect. Would you be able to teach us how to sign Let's Go Giants? Okay. Let's go Giants. Let's go Giants. Holly, I'd just like to conclude by saying thank you very much for, for coming here and uh, teaching Josh and I and all of our fans a little bit more about BSL. Thank you. Thank you. What I found fabulous about that video, it's just another example, Simon, of the, the community aspect of, of the organization and the fact that they that they dig in this and make sure that, the, the, that this game, our team, this arena, it's accessible for all. Uh, and that's just another example of that. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, it's uh, I know the boys love that. Um, you know, Goody and, and Josh, they both really enjoyed doing the uh, speaking with Holly and and we had uh, when you watch the screens at the start of each game at the arena. I know you guys don't get them any often, but um, on the screens itself, when Dave McCammon's talking through different things, there's sign language uh, going on the screens as well, and it's it's fantastic yeah. because it is it, it you know you just don't realize how many people that you know need that to help them basically understand the game as well as everyday um, language and. It's probably a wee bit. We were actually talking about this in the office the other day. Lisa uh, McNally, who looks after um, a lot of that accessibility side of things for the ops team at the arena, um, and and Laura was sitting chatting. It might have been yesterday. I've talked about it, and you know, it's it's really important that, and it's one thing that I've talked to Jasmine about. Jasmine's been teaching me how to sign my name. She knows how to do sign language a little bit, and and I think that everybody should be sure learning. A little bit. We always talk about learning. I would like to learn Portuguese because I spend, you know, three, four times a year over in Portugal. I think it'd be a lot more important to learn sign language now than what it would be for Portuguese. So, um, you know, it's brilliant that, that we we do this, and it's not just the only thing we do. We try and do everybody because again, the land of chance, everyone's equal. But um, yeah, I, th I thought it was brilliant. I thought the video was magic. Um, and uh, as soon as Neil put it on, we we sort of get to watch all this stuff before the fans come into the building yeah so we do like a dry run of what's happening and when because i i knew they were doing it but i didn't know it was going to be ready for this weekend i wasn't really i didn't realize it was a bsl week this week so um the and again that's that's me being ignorant um so uh yeah it's it's fantastic i loved it Davey, just to like you know i'll just bring in just quickly for a comment is the fact that the giants do this sort of aspect very very well yeah, take take the giant side of it completely. It's just the back something says said, um, Ruby and Lily. I'm really lucky to go to a good school, and they've, in the last lot of years, they've done Italian lessons, French, German, Spanish, Russian, Latin, and they have just almost glossed over sign language. I think kids should do sign language as a subject in school. I agree. I agree. I, I would wholeheartedly, and I think it's great that our club is, and I'm sure there's other clubs around the league. I'm not digging any other clubs out. They, they, they may do accessibility stuff. I think it's great to be in the public domain saying, I'm DAVID, I'm the captain of the Belfast Giants, let's go Giants and all this. I, I just, I think it's absolutely incredible. S I M O. And can you do yours, Paddy? Because I can do D A V I. -D. No, I can't. That's that's a real thing. Well, that's your challenge for next Tuesday, mate. It is. Yours, a part, part. Part, yours would be pretty easy, Paddy. So there's your there's your P, P. and then you've got A, A, D, 
D. D. Yeah, and then why? No A and Paddy, mate. There you go. I see the those days are gone, mate. Those days are gone. It doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> I, I'll have to. I've, I've, got a, I've got a. I've got a very. I've got a very good friend who 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 is relatively fluent in sign language, and she's always you know because uh, of family members who 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 are um need it, and uh, she's always banging on about how it's so important. It's so important, especially from just like you say. For, you you can learn every language under the sun, but this is one that that is around us every day. There are people who use this every single day, uh, right 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 here. And um, yeah, so that was a great great uh, piece from the Belfast Giants, and and uh, well done to them. Um, right, Paddy, just one other thing. I mean, again, mm-hmm. we, we we talk about the the sign language in the arena. Um, I I know that we still we do have a couple of um, uh, people who have uh, eyesight um, as in blindness and. Um, and they still listen to the commentary in the arena um, during the game. So I like to apologise to all them having to listen to me every night. Um, it's it's one of those ones take, where I, I, taking I, the earphones out every goal. No, it is no. I, I and to be honest, it's sort of it's um it, it's sort of humbling that I, I mean, obviously, I get the chance to do it every week, and that's it's all good crack. And yes, I get excited <coughs> every once in a while. That's fine, but you just forget that there's people sort of depending on you now in the arena to do it. And when you um, sometimes you go off on a bit of rant like we do here on the podcast as well. But um it's uh it, you sort of keep it in your head now. And it was Lisa that again that, that looks after all that stuff. And again, it, it's just brilliant. The the SSA arena, what what we do now, I mean obviously over the years it was the chance, but it's when you get to see behind the scenes every day and you see the togetherness of every aspect of the organization now. You know, the Ops team are all walking about with their Giants logo jerseys on during the games. The Zamboni men have all got theirs, the electricians. Everybody has basically got all the food and beverage guys as well. So it's fantastic that we've got the support of everybody within the arena and everybody's pulling their strings. And you know what? It's it's It, it probably goes unnoticed that, you know, well, it goes unnoticed by some. It doesn't go unnoticed by a lot of us. Um, you know, the likes of, even the likes of the food that we supply after the game, Big Chef Paul and his team have done a lot of food for us this year as well. We got food from ZZ on Saturday night, which was great. Um, we've had food from the spar out the back. And it's all those little things that go in to putting those little 1% onto the belt. Um, and you hear Adam and Steve talking about it every single year. Yeah, and, and and it plays out in the fact that you've got people like Mark Cooper coming on saying it's one of the best atmospheres, one of the best organisations he's ever played for in his in in his career, and uh, and yeah, it's, it's fantastic from the Giants. And it is BSL week, and uh, if you can if you want to have a look into that, then you you can have a look online and and find out more about British Sign Language. Right, let's um let's bat our head, gentlemen, start to wrap things up with a little bit of news. I say a little bit of news. Let's just quickly look at the league table first of all. Um, the Belfast. Giants are at top of the league table. Fifty games played, seventy-eight points. Uh, Guildford are behind us. They've got five games to play, one more than us, and they are four points back. Sheffield, fifty games played, seventy-three points. Cardiff, fifty games played, seventy-one points. I think there's a chance to score one more point uh, that will eliminate Cardiff from uh, from the title running. Um, Coventry, sixty-six from fifty. Manchester 46 from 50, Nottingham down in seventh. They've had a terrible time at 42 from 40. It's an awful thing. It's an awful thing for them. 42 points from 49 games, and that battle's still going on for that eighth spot. Um, 
clan have two more games to play. They've got 35 points. Fife have three more games to play. They have 33 points back. It, that is going to go down to the wire. There's many permutations going on here with regards to the Belfast Giants and the Guildford Flames and Sheffield Steelers as to as the you know what can be ha- what can happen this week, what can happen next week. Ultimately, Davey, win the games. Win the games and we won't be caught. That's it. That's that's as much as it amounts to. It's in our hands. But let's not worry about games 52, 3 and 4. Game 51 is the biggest game that we're going to play this week. And uh, let's just all concentrate on that and we'll see where it takes us. Uh, We we put a number on it many, many months ago. Me and says what we thought and told you as well how many points I thought we'd win the league and how many it would take to, to, to overhaul the Belfast Giants. So I stick with that, and we'll bring out Ali Ambrose in a couple of weeks and go. I, I know. I, I know. I, I know what you said. I think it's one more than that. I yeah, we'll one see. More. I, think, I think it's one point more than that is what we need. But uh, but yes, you and then you look at the you know, um, mm. Cardiff Coventry there as well. You know, there's a battle going on here just for placings, really. But I think more or less Coventry are Coventry are more or less settled where they are. Storm and Nottingham. Nottingham, I think, I think Nottingham are going to they, finish. They sentences. play each other a couple of times, I think. They do. That is Storm true. That is true. Yeah, but then you take you take that five one. You take that you take a five one win for the Manchester Storm at uh, over in Nottingham that uh, on Sunday. It's uh, you know it, it. I think Manchester. It's a funny. It's a funny thing. Like I, I've obviously got no love for the Nottingham Panthers, and I'm absolutely. I said last week about it being brilliant that we should ride the high while we're while we're while we're on it and we're up at the top of the league and we should absolutely rip them apart whenever they're down there because nothing lasts forever. This is a bad season Correct. for them. Um, I seen somebody saying the other day, lowest points ever, lowest wins ever, lowest crowds ever, most tears in gallons ever. Um, like <laughs> many, 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 many things that are going on there. Um, the same they've crowds checked out. Is, is, crowd, is crowds true? Because I know we had our good friend Neil the Coach Russell telling us that was um that, that from a from a organizational structure and, and people through the door that they were doing well. But but yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. Don't, don't know in his consultancy role the Nottingham Panthers, maybe he knows better. But um, <laughs> the um the um the, the numbers don't lie. The 42 points after 49 games, that's a disaster for them. What happens with them in the playoffs? I don't know if Corey Nielsen can, can turn a switch to make that in the playoff team. You look at the Cardiff Devils, who are going to be probably end up around where they are now. Um, they're going to go deep in the playoff. Good goaltending, good defence, strong forwards. We've talked about it. Not in Panthers. I just don't see how they can come from where they are to put any kind of playoff run together. I may be wrong. Um, we could be well, talking about it in a month with egg in my face, but I don't think so. Well, that game, that, that result against Manchester makes me think exactly the same thing as I thought last week. Is that you know, I know Corey Nielsen came out and gave an interview where he was scathing of the team and you know and, and said you know one of the imports he told him to sit down he wasn't going to play again and had a right dig into them. And since then it just hasn't gone well. They lost to the Sheffield Steelers, they lost to the Manchester Storm. It seems that it seems that a lot of the guys in that locker room are, are done. That, and that that's how it feels now. Obviously, you know somebody's going to play this back to me in a couple of weeks' time when Nottingham Panthers are in the playoff semi-finals or whatever. Yeah. But at this moment in time, at this moment in time, it feels that that team's done. Yeah, thirteen wins. Sorry, thirteen, 13 wins in regulation games. Thirteen regulation wins in forty-two games. Forty-nine Incredible. games is unacceptable. I mean, 
if Neil Black's sitting in his whatever he's sitting in New York or whatever he's doing, um, sure. chair. I'm looking where in his chair. I uh, chair. Yeah, okay. I was going to say big, massive, comfy sofa, but you know if he's sitting there uh, and he's happy with their third, shut up. Um, the uh, 49 games with only 13 regulation <laughs> wins. That's unacceptable. It, it yeah. really is, and I know they've. You know, you'll hear about you know they get rid of a coach and they've got rid of you know brought a new guy in, and it's not about you know obviously Corey came into the coach the a group, but he didn't you know obviously recruit. Um, but that's totally irrelevant. These guys are professional yeah. hockey players, and for them to end up in that position for the Nottingham Panthers, if that was me, if that was our group, we'd be we'd be absolutely disgusted by it, to be very honest. Um, you know, and I'm sure he is too. And, and listen, we've certainly no love for the Nottingham Panthers. I hope they finish ninth. Um, but I actually don't. I hope they finish tenth. But uh, that's not going to happen <laughs> this year. But you know, if, if any Nottingham Panthers fans happy with the, the situation right now, then you know, I think they'll they'd be very much disappointed for sure. Without mm-hmm. rambling well, on about it, that is not an, a cheaply assembled team either, and cheaply no, assembled coach or anything. You know, they've spent know. money there. They should be. They should not be in seventh place. I could see not to get hung up. But I could see Jonesy going back there. I think that you're know, bringing Jones in to, to to do after you know he left here. I think I don't think it's any of it's his fault. Um, and from all accounts, you know he's made a good impression in Nottingham. But listening to some what some of the fans are saying, so it would be interesting to see what sort of team they put together next season. But this season's an absolute write-off. If they um, if, if if it stays the way it stays, right, and we if hopefully we do win the league, and Guildford finish second. Guildford will wipe them out in, in the playoffs. Yes. I have absolutely no doubt about that. No Sheffield, doubt. however. Again, Sheffield have not had a really good season compared to what their budget is and the way you know the way the Sheffield Steelers organization looks out of things as well. They're not out of the league. I get that, you know, that's gonna be a long shot for them to win the league. Um, but it's still capable, it's still possible. But you know, the Sheffield Steelers versus Nottingham Panthers in the playoffs, my god, I mean, again, from an EIHL point of view, that's that's a, that could be a disaster. You know, last year the Steelers and the Nottingham Panthers missed out, and the numbers of the fans yep. going through the doors last year was, you know, it was it was obvious, but that you know that wasn't anywhere near expecting what they thought they were going to get. But um, you know, you, from from an EIHL league point of view, it's important to have a Steelers or Nottingham or both in the playoff weekend. Otherwise, it's going to be another sparsely attended. Uh, well, hopefully not as bad as last year, but uh, but no, I agree with that. And Guildford Flames, uh, like you say, they're forty nine games, but they will they will top that up to fifty with the with the uh, the via play game of the week um, against the Coventry Blaze on Wednesday night at seven pm. If you want to join Murph for that, I think there will be a, quite a few Belfast Giants eyes on that game, Davy. Yeah, there'll be probably be a few tuning in. I'll not be one of them. I know you wouldn't be. I know you wouldn't be. You'd pull the I will. I'll the be watching it tomorrow night. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm being facetious there. I'd probably have a little um, <laughs> in that game when I'm doing the ironing or something tomorrow night, you know, just to, to see what's going on. I think you know, it's one of those games. We talk about it. We, we don't look at the league table until January the 1st, and then after that, we get quite engaged with it, and it is a quite exciting couple of weeks coming up here. It's an exciting time to be a fan of any of those teams in the top eight, so you know, there's lots to play for this season still. 
while it's like I said, while 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 the uh, while the league title chase is fully in our hands, you know the the idea that you know the Guildford Flames, who are currently our closest rival for that, are going up against uh, a Comedy Blaze side who were on a bit of a run, had a bit of a scuppered, but they're, they're hopefully will be resurgent at home against the Guildford Flames and maybe make this title race a little bit easier for us. Let's hope so. Best wishes to Danny Stewart and all those down in the Sky Dome for that game. You can tune in via play Wednesday at 7pm with Murph for the, uh, the via play game of the week in the Elite League. Coventry Blaze against the Guildford Flames. And then there's our own game. Um, just briefly, uh, Belfast Giants against Sheffield Steelers, Friday at 7pm at the SSE Arena. And the Belfast Giants against the Manchester Storm, Saturday, Saturday at 7pm at the SSE Arena. If you can't get down to those games, and I don't know why you wouldn't be able to get down to those games unless you're like myself or Davey, but if you can't get down to those games, Giants TV with Mr. Kitchen. Um, you know, says Davey said it there, this game is the most important game. Yeah, of course it is. Just well, they're only focusing on Friday. Um, you know, the Steelers are going to come in there. They got a um, an important weekend over them, and as I say, they're they're not done yet. They 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 are capable with regards to the points available to win the league. I do think it's a long shot for them, but it is. You know, they'll be trying to get those points up for sure, and and we've got to be very very careful. Yes, we've got our. We always talk about how good all our teams are, and I keep on saying it. We have a really good team as well. So. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out, um, but I know the boys are going to be well prepared for it and they'll be ready to go. Two big games against the Sheffield Steelers and the Manchester Storms, Friday at 7pm and Saturday at 7pm at the SSE Arena. Uh, any other business, boys? Yeah, a couple. David, you want to mention your first one with your remate? <laughs> Birthday. <laughs> Number seven. Happy birthday, Mark Garside. Please bring an album out in the next 12 months. I would really appreciate it. But <laughs> in the meantime, great words, great words on the um, interview earlier on. Fantastic to imagine. I can I can kind of place myself in the corner of the locker room as if I'm just spying on things going on. I can imagine Mark Garside getting saying very in a very rare occasion saying something. People would listen. You know, he he, he commands that respect. He's been around the block. People would be foolish not to listen to him for the experience that he has and and the way he spoke in that interview. Common influence, knows what's going on. I'd be listening to Mark Garside, as I would if he brought an album out. Happy birthday, Mark Garside says. Yeah, um, I want to give a big shout out to Dream Apartments who have put us out of a hole this week um, with regards to uh, Apartments, I know I don't usually, you know, mention companies, but it's a definitely mentioned Andrew Donaldson, top man. You've helped my bacon this week, so thanks very much indeed. Um, and uh, no, that's me. Thanks to John Donovan for the weekend. Really appreciate his time on, on Sunday. I, I thought he was excellent, and and um, I mean, he was he, he's a wee bit like Andrew Dixon. You know, he was he was actually quite. I don't know if nervous is the right word, but you know, he was sitting going, "I hope it was okay." I thought he was brilliant. Um, I love doing the games with Dicko, as you know, but um, and me, Marty's getting better as well, so it's um, we're a good hand, we're all right. I think you know, it's great, and I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought uh, Marty's well, I think also think that John Donovan was great to listen to. Um, but then you know, John's an old hat to doing the commentary stuff, he did it in the big blue tent, he's doing, and now it's great to hear him back behind the mic, so yeah, great to hear him. But uh, yeah, is that a chance? Are we are we wrapped? I'm done, all good. Right? 
like I said, game against Sheffield on Friday, game against Manchester on Saturday, both at 7pm at the SSC Arena. We only have three home games in the league left, four home games in total left. Um, and uh, it's going to be a nail-biter of a finish. Get yourself down to the SSE. Get behind the Belfast Giants because you know, we are going for another league title. Big thanks to Mark Cooper and the, the Matt Ginn for coming on and joining us. And, as, of course, the, the, the Kieran Long, Mark Garside, Kel Beatty and Adam Keith for the, the interviews down training. Thanks to that, Sis. Thanks to you, Davey, for cutting the video. Um, you can get us at AVFTV on Twitter. Kingdomofthegiants.com for, uh, for is the website. Uh, like I said at the start of the show, if you want to vote for the KOTG MVP this year, MVP at kingdomofthegiants.com. So you have a few emails pop in the, in the main box as we were going through the show. So yeah, MVP at kingdomofthegiants.com. That will remain open till the end of next Friday. Um, but yeah, at AVFTV on Twitter, Facebook, all the usual spots. Davey says... Good to see us both. Might see it. Might see it the weekend. Says might see it the weekend. The the, the jury's out. I have to wait. My good lady wife is in Portugal at the minute. I have to wait for her to come back on Thursday. And I see what you did there. So you, so it was okay for her to go away, and then obviously you know well, I might have to go back to Belfast this week. Give it's give and take on this relationship. <laughs> but it's uh, we got to do it. So I might see it on Saturday. We'll see. If you want to do comms, bit, let me know. No problem. Can I do that after six pints? <laughs> You've done it before. That is true. Right. <laughs> right, right. Thanks, lads. Th- and thanks to everybody yeah, who's please. been watching live, tuning in, and, inter- and interacting throughout the show. We really, really do appreciate it. And wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Podcast Network.